Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. I'm one of your hosts, Betsy, and with me is my co-host and husband, Trent. We're back. We're back. So today we are doing part two in a five-part series. We are watching The Twilight Saga, and today is the second film, New Moon. Yeah, so we're going to continue doing this, aren't we? We are doing this, Trent. You you cannot stop what has already begun. <laughs> now, the second one here is new territory for you. You yes. said in the last episode that you have seen Twilight, yeah. but you never saw the other four movies. Correct. The, the last four of this of this series, I have not seen anything. And these all came out in rapid succession. So it was yeah. 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So it's That's, not like we had a lot of time in between. It's like the Lord of the Rings. They all just were filmed at the same time. And it's not like the Lord of the it's Rings, It's got the though, same level of quality <laughs> and level of acting and special and awards. effects. And awards. So many awards. <laughs> uh, so where we last left off in Twilight... We've got Edward and Bella, they're together, and she's doing that thing where she's like, turn me into a vampire. She knows that there are vampires, she knows that Edward and his family, quote unquote, are vampires, Yep. and she's a stupid little kid who wants to be turned into a vampire, but he doesn't want to turn her because he thinks that his kind are monsters. Yep, he's, it's a lot of... Teenage self-loathing, even though he's 100 years old. He's a self-hating teenage 100-year-old vampire. Yes. So that's where we left off. And they left the story open-ended. So they had this confrontation with another group of vampires. They killed one guy. The other one didn't want anything to do with it. And then the woman is still out there. Yep. So I'm going to guess that you don't actually know anything about what happens in this movie so let's just instead say what do you think will happen based on the previous movie so this is the second book the second in a series where do we take the story from here so i feel like they're going to start going in deeper with the lore okay of this world and his world and his past maybe because you're you're only going to get the surface level thing in the first introduction because all you're doing is setting up who this character is not what he's been Right, now you can start to have fun with it. Yeah. So to speak. If you, you can, if Twilight can be considered fun. You can fun. flesh it out. <laughs> yes. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of history with him. I feel like we're going to get more with Jacob. Yeah, because we've, we've got to get the Team Jacob, Team Edward stuff established at some point in this series. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that, that one lady vampire is going to come back in some fashion, maybe come back with friends okay. and say, hey, here's some people who are honing in on, on our territory. Seeking vengeance, as these, it were. These vegetarian vampires. Vegetarians. There you go. <laughs> she got there. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So there's going to be more with Jacob, I think, and they're werewolves. They're clearly werewolves going to be included in this, and we're going to get a lot more with him and his ilk, let's say. Mm -hmm. Maybe introduce more of them. And I genuinely, I don't remember. I've seen this movie one time also, Mm -hmm. so I'm probably going into this just about as blind as you. Uh, I also have to assume, I don't know if it's this one or the next one, but there's going to be a graduation. Because we're we're in high school. They were juniors in high school, and this one is going to be, I assume, senior year. Yep. Maybe, like... 
Was it was the end of the year because it was like March when she moved to town. Right, and they were having prom. Prom was in like May. So it was basically the end of the school year. Maybe this is the summer into the next year. So this is either the summer where they've got a lot of free time on their hands or it goes into senior year. I'm really curious if there's like time jumps between movies. I don't think there are. I'm pretty sure this is pretty linear because maybe at the beginning. Maybe at the beginning, like the first couple of movies, they don't have it. But then middle, like the in two and four, mm-hmm. they're going to have time jumps. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in this one because you can only go so far getting to the graduation point. Then what do you do from there? The college you, class. The college years. <laughs> Twilight, the college years, guys. <laughs> that's right. Well, I think that's a, a, bl- a good enough place to stop. Uh, just because what we're doing is conjecture here and we have no friggin' clue. I don't have a clue. Like, what is going to happen here is them finding more about each other. Yep. That's and what it's more- going to be self-loathing and way too emo and drama dramatic love and yeah anna kendrick being a gossipy oh yeah she's there too (laughs) so we're gonna go find out we are gonna go watch twilight new moon and we will be right back Trent, we did it. That's two Twilight movies. We just watched New Moon. How you feeling? Another entry in this series with this very stupid girl. (laughs) She's just so, like, you know, average, normal, regular teen. She's just, you know, clumsy, and it's great to be Bella Swan. (laughs) And she just stumbles into... The next dangerous, dark, and handsome boy. Yeah, Trent. Dangerous, sexy. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, clearly you weren't a teenage girl. (laughs) I was not. Don't you know the trope about the bad boy? Like, she has two bad boys. And they both want her. And she loves them both. So bad. It's true. Yeah. she only kisses one of them. She so close, Trent. She gets so close to the other one and, it, you know, cock blocked. But whatever. Whatever. This movie is, like, just bad enough that it's painful to watch. Yeah. But also, it's just bad enough that I can't look away. <laughs> See, I don't... Mm. It's, See, it's, it's so stupid. It's very stupid. And... I I wrote down one thing, and it's basically, you know, in most movies, I would imagine, on the set, if there are seasoned actors on set, and they see this on the fucking page. The script. The script, that they have to read this dialogue, that they don't question and try, try to tweak it in any way. No. I, I give these actors the benefit of the doubt because they're young. 
Okay, but again, like... But this dialogue is (laughs) god-awful. So we have talked about this before. These actors are not, by and large, terrible actors. They have gone on to do much better work, okay? But you're right. Some of them. They are young. This is the kind of thing you sign on to make because it is a franchise in the making. It is gonna make you the most famous teenager in the world. I'm not blaming them for that at all. So there are reasons one signs on to something like this. And I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying here is that, yeah, we're talking about these movies are bad. This dialogue is bad. I'm not blaming these actors for it. The thing I would be fascinated to know is how, like, okay, if this isn't a signal that they're actually really good actors, I don't know what is. Because who can get through delivering these fucking lines without cracking up? I mean, (laughs) there's some gems in this one. (laughs) Well, and you have to give it that much gravitas in order for it to actually be taken seriously. Oh, it's never taken seriously. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, yes, it is, Betsy. (laughs) Betsy, you know how many people actually watch these movies and think that this is just high art? This is the greatest love story of our generation. (laughs) Seriously. Ah, yeah, those those particular people. That we're, we are not the target demographic for this. We have never like, been. Like, you know, we are far too, we are far too analytical about this movie to we enjoy We are analytical it. and pragmatic and realistic about the world. Well, we've talked many times on this podcast about Romeo and Juliet and how, uh-huh. as a teenager, you convinced <laughs> other teenagers that Romeo and Juliet were stupid teens. And in this movie, they're literally reading Romeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. And then things go, like, they go to Italy, Trent. They like, go to Italy because he wants to commit suicide, but right. he can't he do can't it himself. He can't live without her, so he has to die. He has to have somebody help kill him so he has to break the rules that's right and it's this whole dramatic climax to the movie and it's just so much it's so over the top and he's he has gone down the the rabbit hole of emo boy (laughs) he is such a sad boy yeah he really is and it's even worse than it was in the first one and he's barely in this movie he is i didn't you know i forget that about this one he shows up at the beginning he shows up as a vision and then he shows up at the end and that's it he's in maybe 20 total minutes of this movie Mm mm-hmm Of this two-hour and ten-minute movie. Which I get it. As far as, like, screen time, you need to set up Jacob as the antagonist, as the the other man. And again, this is the books coming through. Of course. I don't think they worked very hard at adapting these. They just said, well, this is clearly a script, and we just have to put some set direction (laughs) Right. Let's get some uh, some attractive teenagers yeah. and, and put them on screen. Yeah, some gloomy, pale teens, and you know, yeah. just point the camera at them and let them do their thing. And go. And go. So yeah, this is. I don't know. I think this one is better, arguably, than the first one. I in at least... what ways? <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> Because when, I don't okay. think it, uh, on this a, is on a, a generous way to describe it. I found this one more interesting, but I also found this one more infuriating. On so, a quality <laughs> level, I think they're about the same. Because okay. 
you, when it comes to like storytelling, and this is coming from a very analytical point of view, so forgive me. From a storytelling point of view, you don't need to introduce these characters anymore. They do the thing that a lot of sequels do. They call back to specific moments in the in the previous movies mm-hmm. and they actually show a couple of scenes they from do. that movie in this movie. I don't like when movies do that. <laughs> I really don't because you're treating me like I didn't go and watch that other movie first. Okay, right. What the fuck? Again, it's these are movies for tweens. And those people need you Betsy. to, they need to see it again, Trent. Betsy, it's very important Do you to know them. how many movies you and I both fucking memorized when we were teen, where we, when we were tweens and even younger? Yeah. We didn't need to reference the original material to remember what the fuck happened. Right, but it's filmmaking. It's high art and you're wrong. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) from a quality point of view, I think it is about the same as what I said. And I think the way they laid everything out actually works. It works better than it has any right to to be. Maybe that's what I mean then. Like, it's it's not... I don't know. If we were doing a ranking, I don't think we plan on ranking these movies by any means. (laughs) It might kill you. Uh, I just think that this one is... I don't know. The it's the core t- story is more interesting than the first one. Where I they have, kind of threw it was a throwaway yeah. catalyst for for drama. This one at least there's something there. I'm going to liken it as I'm going to jump into a dumpster. <laughs> and I've already du- j- jumped in the dumpster already with the first there. movie. Uh-huh. I'm going to keep on digging. I'm already there, so I might as well see what's here. Until you get That's to the That's how bottom. I'm coming to this. Until you get to the garbage <laughs> juice on the bottom. And realize you've made a huge mistake. Oh, I already know I made a huge mistake. <laughs> by even agreeing to do this, even when by agreeing I mean this is my idea. It's true. You keep saying agreeing like I had anything to do with this plan. <laughs> okay. I'm not really trying to shit on this movie that much. It's inoffensive. It's just, except for the dialogue and the, the delivery sometimes. It is fun to shit on it and and I don't I'm not that kind of a guy, but you know, it's still fun. I <laughs> I kind of want to get into it because all we're going to do here is just sit here and shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. The entire way. So I, I don't want to go through like every single thing that happens in this fucking movie, but there's kind of a lot that happens while nothing is happening. Oh yeah, nothing <laughs> fucking happens. So the movie starts with the quote, these violent delights have violent ends, which of course we know from the show Westworld. Yeah. And this predates Westworld. It's a it's a a line from a book or a poem or something. It has context. I'm going to say it's probably Shakespeare. Uh, Probably. It probably is. Uh, But it's just like, I'm going to start this movie in the most dramatic way possible. (laughs) It's like deep and profound stuff for the sake of being deep and profound. Yeah. A teenager sharing her innermost thoughts this whole fucking movie. It's what a teenager would think is a deep and profound thought. Yes. When it really means fucking nothing. T- 
to in you, the context to of you this. as a 17 year old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it jumps right into uh, what we find out late in a moment is a dream right. where she's running through a crowd full of red cloaks and then she's in a beautiful field and her grandma's there. And then Edward's there, and he's sparkling in the sun in this beautiful meadow. No, Edward, she's going to see you. Yeah, so she's all worried that Grandma's going to see the vampire and freak out. But then it's not Grandma. She's looking into a mirror. It's (gasps) actually her, but she's It's a metaphor. So she's having this nightmare that she's going to get old. And Edward is still going to be young, as they agreed at the end of the first movie. Right, and she is hung up on this idea that she is going to grow old, and he's not going to want her anymore. And she is harping on this whole turn me thing Uh the whole movie. She's making the hard sell on that. Yeah, she is not interested in any other conversation. She has made up her fucking mind. I'm going to be a vampire and we're going to be together forever. Because that is sound thinking from a well-rounded teenage mind. <laughs> well, Betsy, it is her birthday. Oh, it is. She's she 18 wakes up. now. She's 18 now. She is. So she can make her own decisions and she make is. her own mistakes. She's a, sen- and, she's a senior in high school. get on a plane to Italy without telling a soul. Yeah, that's right. She does what she wants. She's a grown-ass woman. That's and right. And she is in love. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, she just kind of starts off on that trajectory. And then they get into the whole thing about Romeo and Juliet. And Edward gives a big spiel about how... He envies Romeo because he has the opportunity to kill himself. You know, a great happy start to a movie. Because if Bella were to die, if she had died at the end of the first movie, he wouldn't be able to live without her. And he needed to come up with a plan. Which is like, dude, you got... You got too much time on your hands to sit around and think of shit like that. He really, all he has is time, Betsy. And self-loathing. <laughs> well, and he also mentions, there's this vampire, uh, I, the way I, I refer to it, it is the Italian vampire mob. Sort of, yeah. yeah. The closest thing they have to royalty. They're their council, their rule makers. Sure. They're the authority of this vampire world. Ooh. Bringing back another True Blood reference. Are they called the, the authority? authority? I forgot. Yes. They're <laughs> actually, called the authority. I forgot that, actually. I just was using a word that made sense. I forgot that's a True Blood thing. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah, he says, I could go to them. And Bella's like, who the hell is that? And yeah. then, you know, he gets distracted and he can't answer her question because that's what right. happens when you're watching things like this. It's true. Yeah, and since it's her birthday, she's getting all kinds of fun birthday gifts like a digital camera because it's 2009, remember? (laughs) You know, I had, I think, one digital camera. That lasted me quite a while. Me too. I think I got it in college or soon after college. When we had to have a separate device entirely to take pictures. I had a Nikon Coolpix. Yeah, you did. That's right. I think everybody did. (laughs) It's a good camera. That's probably what this was. Or this was maybe no, like a Fuji something. That, I think that was probably a Fuji film. Yeah, there yeah. you go. 
Uh, yeah, so he's she's got this camera from her parents, and she's taking pictures, and then Jacob shows up, and he's ripped to shit. <laughs> so Jacob with the long hair graduated to Jacob with the broad shoulders. Yes, and he gives her a dream catcher, which is really apropos because she's having bad dreams. But not until after the incident. Well, she is having bad dreams. She's having they're dreams. Not, they're not They're not bad, fucking bad. night terrors. No, she she ends up having fucking night terrors in this movie. Yeah. It's disturbing. It's fucked up. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make light of people who actually go through that stuff. That's fucking terrifying. If if you are in that in that scenario like every night or like almost every night or whatever it happens to be, it's a real problem. Yeah, but if the reason you're having it is because you're so fucking lovesick because you're obsessed with somebody, that's a little she that's needs a little upsetting. Therapy. She needs she needs to work through some she issues. She needs therapy. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um when he when he introduces this group, the Voltari, uh you you noted that one of the guys was a familiar face to you. Uh, yes, this is when um, she is over to Edward's family's house. They're having a birthday party. They're having for a birthday her. party for her. Everybody's giving her gifts, even though she says no gifts. And I like one. I like one of them where it's just an empty box, and the the guy says, "I upgraded your sound system in your piece of shit truck." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do not disres- disrespect the truck. No. <laughs> anyway, so he before that they go up to this. I don't know what the fuck you call that the room. The study, sure. if you will. And there is a painting of the authority, let's call them. The Voltari. The Voltaire. And it's this, it's kind of a cool transition. It's about the only cool thing in this movie. Where it's a painting, but the camera kind of zooms in above their heads. And it just turns into, into live action. Mm-hmm. That was a cool moment. Yeah. They did that well. But yeah, it's Michael Sheen. Yes. The only known actor... Of anybody in this entire thing, as far as I know. Um, at this point, for yes. For these but two movies, well, okay, yes. One shows up later, but we'll get to them. I'm but sure. For this point of the movie, yes, Michael Sheen is the biggest named actor. Because he's one of those guys that you've seen in something, but most people don't know who he is. It's true. He's not a household name by any means. No. But he's been in... Tons of major projects and really good movies. Like, the yeah. thing you know him from is Frost Nixon. Yeah. That's, like, the major thing you've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But he was in Good Omens. Like, that's yeah. a more recent thing he's done. Yeah. He was married to Kate Beckinsale for a long time. They have children together. Hmm. Fact. All right. It's a fact. <laughs> So, yes, he is the head of this group, and we get, like, a little scene kind of demonstrating who they are and setting them up as characters. Yeah, and they explain the rules of vampirism, let's say. Yeah, they have, like, a code they kind of follow. Sure. Like, you cannot, like, expose yourself as a vampire to the public. Mm-hmm. And if you do, that's a huge no-no and you're going to be killed. And you have to be discreet about when you're killing people and who you're killing. Right. You can't make a big show of it. Yeah. Their whole thing is we don't want the world to know we're here. So yeah. keep that shit locked down. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. 
And like they have the final authority over whatever. They are the law. And they show them ripping a guy's head off to, to right. demonstrate to you their strength and power. And seriously, so that's the only death in the movie that I can really see. Uh, except for the guy in the dreads. Yeah, there were a couple. But is there only one way to be killed as a vampire in this world? To be decapitated and dismembered? It kind of seems that way. Because, because that that's was exactly in the first what happened. Movie. Yeah, that's exactly what happened in the first movie. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to this guy. He had his head twisted off and then he was immediately ripped apart. Yes, he was. No blood, though. No. It's PG-13 still. Well, and they're vampires. They ain't got no blood. That's why they have they're to drink your blood. They're nothing but blood. No, they have to drink your blood because <laughs> they ain't got no blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's That's different vampire lore. Again, every vampire movie is a little different. And we've, oh, we've yeah. stretched this one even more with the special skills they all have. <laughs> sure. And we get a little bit more of that later. But yeah, I, I keep conflating this and True Blood and Blade. Like I really like Blade, like that whole series yep. of uh, that that trilogy. Yeah, this is just not uh, this this. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> this world of vampires is so fucking boring. It's boring. There's nothing really happening other than the fact that they can run fast and. What? They they all have special powers. It's too much of a love story and you want it to be more like danger and fighting and fucking and (laughs) do something interesting. Yeah. Because vampires are supposed to be dangerous and sexy and these vampires are whiny and boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got it. Okay. I'm with you. So yeah, back to the birthday party. Uh, Shit goes sideways very quickly. So she she opens a gift and cuts her finger and gets a paper cut. And Jasper, because he's the newest to this group, freaks the fuck out. So Edward freaks the fuck out. And he shoves Bella into the wall. And then... He and Jasper tussle, but of course, by shoving her into the wall, he made it worse, and now she's really bleeding everywhere. Yeah, and like, even, like, the older vampires can't be around her. It's like, I'm sorry, I have to leave too. Yeah, even Alice is like, yeah, blood. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. There's, there is a line where they just can't take it anymore. Yeah. So Carlisle, the, the dad of the group. Daddy Carla. <laughs> he's he's a doctor, so he's gonna stitch her up, and he kind of goes back and s- they start talking a little bit more about the past, and he says, you know, I've I've gone past my need for human blood. Mm-hmm. I've I've taught myself year over year over year, and he was actually a member of that whole group that the Voltari, the Voltaire, whatever, and so yeah, he's been around for a long damn time. Yeah. And he says something that they, they have this conversation about her wanting to be turned. Yeah. A philosophical question. Yeah. And he says, flip the script on that. Would you want to take away his soul? Mm-hmm. And. Because we're damned souls. He thinks right. his soul has been damned. Right. And that's what Edward believes. And so Bella keeps saying, no, I don't give a damn and I don't care. And if you think that that's not true, I don't believe it. Sure. And so they kind of go their separate ways. She goes home. The party's busted up. 
And then the next time we see Edward. Well, he go- she goes to school. He yeah. doesn't show up. None of he them show, show up, up the next day. Nope. She comes home and she finds him just standing in their yard. Yep. Staring at a spot in the middle <laughs> distance. <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you, you kind of zone out. Yeah. So yeah, Everybody he says that. let's let's go for a walk. Let's go let's go have a have a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, "We're leaving." He bad lassies her. <laughs> so you said that while we were watching. What the fuck is that? So it's that thing where to save Lassie on the TV show, little Timmy or whatever his name was, always had to say, "I never loved you. You go, girl. Get out of here. Get out." Like throwing sticks yeah. at a dog to get him to leave. Yes, that's the bad Lassie. You have okay. to you have to say all the mean bad things to make them go away from you because because okay. you need to protect them. That's what Edward is doing here to Bella. Like I, we're leaving. Just batter on the nose. I, I, I don't want you to come. Like he says every mean thing he can think of. Of course, and it's she, all a lie. And she buys it. And she's like, she's what? fucking what are you stupid. Also, she doesn't cry. No, she wails. She doesn't cry. Why doesn't she cry? Like it would have, I just feel like been acting. It, this is her character. Her character doesn't cry. She just mournfully She doesn't stares. really emote. No. And, and you know, I know it's a cliche to talk about Kristen Stewart and her non-emotional face and anything like that. I don't fault her for that. She's fucking young. She's probably, what, 20 years old in She's this? also working with the material she has. I get it, and I blame the directors more than anything else. But come on. you got to be able to cry if you're an actor. Well, and it's it's the thing where this was clearly a conscious choice. And maybe, again, this is one of those, if I had read the books, I would understand that Bella doesn't cry. And here's why, because she has some backstory that I don't have for the movies. <laughs> but yeah, like she gets her ass dumped in the woods yep. and she wanders aimlessly in the darkness. Yeah, she screaming, just wanders just, around. Edward, 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 like, you know, fucking... On the moors in, you know, some old <laughs> Emily Bronte novel. <laughs> All right. That's what it feels like. Just like wandering lost yeah. and sad. <laughs> yeah. And she just kind of curls up in the fetal position. Yeah. And, and then falls goes, asleep. goes to sleep on the ground. Yeah. And people don't know where the hell she is. Nope. Her she... dad's the sh- fucking sheriff or whatever he is. And they're going to organize a search party. But then we see we we go back to the woods and we see these yellow eyes, which of course I know what the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking werewolf. It's a wolf. It's a wolf man, and he picks up Bella and brings her back, and he, he has big pecs and yeah, a shirtless man with big arms is carrying her uh-huh. through the woods. <laughs> so, did yeah. you know that werewolves are allergic to shirts? <laughs> But you know what? They have an unlimited supply of them. They have to because, you know, they rip and stuff. But their pants don't? No, they have magic shorts. They have magic shorts. It's all shorts. shorts. It's all shorts. And you don't actually see the shorts on the wolves at all. No, the wolves don't wear clothes. The wolves are very naked. But the werewolves wear shorts. So they must be magic shorts. I just need you to understand, listeners, that these are magic shorts. <laughs> and sneakers. And sneakers. Because they also have sneakers every time they transform. After they come back, they have sneakers? Yes, they do, Trent. God, fuck. 
at least with True Blood, when they got into werewolves and stuff. Or like the shapeshifters. shapeshifters they, they get naked. They all get naked and run around naked. Right, and they, they purposefully disrobe before they go and change. They're like, I'm not doing this with clothes on. Are you kidding? It's right. the most freeing experience in the world to run naked through the Betsy, woods. I don't know if you know this, but clothing is expensive. And inhibiting. Well, yes. <laughs> and if all you're doing is like turning into a big monster and ripping all your, all your clothes up every single night when you want to go for a run. You're going to wear the stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the Hulk thing yep. and wear stretchy pants. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah she gets rescued and then she spends the next like 25 minutes of this movie just staring at nothing emoting for months for months on end she's writing emails to alice but to they're no all one. to no one it's like her personal journal is writing her thoughts in an email to an email address that she knows doesn't work yeah and then she has night terrors where she's screaming and convulsing every night. She's fucking crazy. She has lost her shit. You're talking to no one who you know is not getting your messages. Mm-hmm. You are going to sleep every night and convulsing and screaming and your dad has to come in to calm you down like every night. Also, let's do the math here. Okay, so she came to this town in March. Yeah. They established this in the first movie. Yeah. She's in school and it's her senior year, which means it is the fall. And they say it's October when she is like doing this sequence. Right. So, so let's call it September. That means she has been with Edward from March to September. Yeah. And she is 17 years old, now 18. And she is committed <laughs> to him for the rest of her life. She is going to throw away her entire life and her soul and everything else. And yeah, she has just fully committed. This is her life now. Yeah. This is her life. No, sweetie, this is not your life. Like, most people I know, they don't marry their high school sweetheart. It happens. It does. But most of them are also not 100-year-old vampires. So. Yeah. And you know, she's also kind of getting over him quite quickly. After once she decides to, once she decides to, yes, she is a crazy person for like six months, though, like at yes. least that long. I'm just saying, she cozies up to Jacob very quickly, okay, but, but only after. Okay, I take it back because the only reason why she is doing this in the first place is we have this weird sequence where anytime there's some kind of danger happening or about to happen that to her, she is going to be in danger. Right. She has this disembodied head of Edward show up in front of her as a spirit, uh, uh, a an, app, an apparition. Only she can see him. That only she can see. He's like the great gazoo from the Flintstones. <laughs> only she can see it. Yeah. And, and he's warning her to stay away from danger. Right. And she's like having conversations with this per with this thing mm -hmm. that may or may not actually be there. We don't actually get an answer to that question. We actually don't. We no. don't. No. <laughs> so either she is fully crazy or Edward has a secret power we didn't know about. Right. But anyway. That we never just, talk about gonna, again. We're just going to go blow right past that and discuss the fact that she is... 
purposefully putting herself into danger because in order to have this apparition show up and 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 scold her. Her thrill seeking is finding him, like making him show up. Right. That's her thrill. I want to see your face. Yeah. And again, I'm starting to get the like 50 shades of gray thing cuz that's like a kinky weird thing for her to be like if I'm in danger he'll come for me. Like I'm going to yeah. intentionally hurt myself or almost hurt myself mm-hmm. just so I can see him. Like that's some fucked up dedication. So yeah, she goes and like confronts that biker dude which I think I've seen in something else. I have no idea who that the is. The guy who she actually rides sure. with. They go on this ride and apparently nothing happens except she goes on the ride and gets dropped off and says, okay, thanks, bye. She's testing him. She's yeah. testing this apparition to see if he'll come back. Well, meaning meaning the biker guy doesn't actually do anything. Oh, no. He's just like, hey, babe, get on my motorcycle. Yeah. And they go for a little ride and then she screams stop and he stops because that's real. That's definitely what well, would happen. Well, good on him. You know, Good he's a him. gentleman. <laughs> he is a gentleman, Betsy. But yes, they, and, and I was, what I was saying before about she's doing this thrill seeking thing and she got on, she got the idea from being on this motorcycle and she thought it was a good time. So she apparently discovered some old junker of uh, uh, bikes and... I guess now Jacob is very good with bikes and engines and and stuff like that. Okay. We did not have that part of his character before. I would like to make a point about this. So she shows up to his house unannounced with these crap bikes and says they're going to cost more than they're worth to fix. But Uh maybe if I had a friend who knew how to fix them... And, like, his buddies show up and they give him shit about, he said that she was her his girlfriend or something. Right, right. The, things like, that, that. the things that teenage boys say to, to make it seem like they're, a, oh, yeah, I totally kissed her. Right. But here's the thing that bothers me now that I'm thinking about this. Oh, I got things to say, but go ahead. She's taking advantage of... Of the fact that he's good with something. Yeah. And that's a shitty way to treat a friend. Like, she is using him badly. Hi, Betsy. My name is Trent. I'm really good with computers, and I have helped fix many, many, many computers in my day mm-hmm. uh, of, of uh, let's just say, ladies that I might have had any kind of interest in, or just friendly, friend, just friends. Right. And... Not been paid a dime. No. You're just such a nice guy and I'm just going to use you and think that, you know, this is totally okay and not lead you on at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that never occurred to me the first time I watched this, but the first time I watched this, I was like 22. Three or something, twenty four. So, oh, he he. I'm I'm just gonna watch these two be be friendly. Yeah, and they're just like cute teens or whatever, and they're friends. No, no, she is using him. Oh yeah, and watching in order this to now, get to this fucking kink of uh, her thrill seeking. Uh huh. And he goes along with it because he likes her and he thinks that spending time with her will get her to like him. And like when they fix the motorcycles. She crashes and hits her head, but it worked. She saw her little vision. And then Jacob has to take off his shirt to wipe off the blood. And now he's Jacob with the six pack. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's yeah. got the V. Like, he's so ripped, he's getting the V, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's still like, you're just like my friend. Teehee. <laughs> but you're kind of beautiful. You're kind of beautiful. Like, ew. That's also a terrible line. That's weird. Uh, That's a weird thing to say to somebody. Hey, if I had any, like, if I had a, a, an eighth of the, the, of the uh, physique of Jacob, I would take that as a compliment. I suppose, but it's just a weird thing for an 18-year-old to say uh, to a 16-year-old. Yes, that's that's right there. A little bit weird. And her friend, and her who friend. she's stated that this is not going anywhere. Yeah, um, it's a weird thing to say. I could take that a couple of different ways, but I would say that line was more of a a reaction to what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bella definitely leads Jacob on. One hundred percent. That's a real thing that happens in this movie. That's shitty. And like you're hearing all of her emails that she's writing, and she's like, uh-huh. "Jacob makes me feel so good, and I actually feel like more of a person again, and I don't feel so bad, uh-huh. and he's so great, and I like him, except I don't like him. I'm still obsessed with Edward." And yeah, the, the whole thing about her not pushing him away at all. No. Is, is, I think, the worst part of it. Because he is clearly into her. He is clearly trying to do things for her and only for her. He's always kind of been around. And, I mean... He wants to go from friends to friendlier. <laughs> and she is just friend-zoning him yeah. without telling him. No, she's not been very forthright about... This ain't going to happen. Right. And once he tries to make a move, that's when she finally does and says, you're going to ruin this. Like, yeah. I need this. I need you. We're friends. Don't ruin this. Well, and right there, she's saying the quiet part out loud. Finally. I need you. I'm using you. Don't ruin this for me. When clearly he's trying to get something out of it, too, even though if, if it might be a real friendship. She's just never going to let it happen. And right. at that point, they should just completely cut it off. Yeah, stop hanging out with him because yeah. it's not okay. But he does it first because he yeah. he starts freaking out at the movie theater and running a fever. Right. And it's because he's got a secret, a deep, dark secret. And the next right. time and she's... I, <laughs> and I figured this is some kind of like, okay, yeah, clearly he's a werewolf and he's going to go through some kind of puberty thing where this is the change where he can just uh, on a dime, he can turn into the wolf. Right. And yeah, the, he's running hot and this is uh, on a couple of different levels. He's very, very quick to anger and he is literally hot. He's warm to the touch. Yeah. And he runs off and, and doesn't talk to Bella for weeks. Yeah. And her, She's she's told he has mono. Yeah, he has something. He's sick. He can't go to school. He can't do anything. Yep. He can't even leave the house. He's so sad and miserable. But then she actually gets in her truck and goes over there and finds him outside in the rain when he supposedly has mono. Shirtless. Shirtless. And he no longer has the long hair and he is tattooed. Yes. 
So he's like joined a gang, basically. Yeah. Cause she he there was a scene earlier where he's talking about, oh, those dudes over there. I don't know. He keeps giving me a look and I don't like it. Like uh-huh. he's trouble. And right. now he's one of them. Yeah. He is a part of the pack. Yep. But we don't know that yet. Yes. It just seems like he's in some sort of weird gang and he's getting into trouble, Trent. But yeah, he says, I'm not good, because now he's a bad boy. So yeah, this is the second time where she is just told, no, you go. Yeah. You, you get out of here. I don't love you. I don't want you here. You get. <laughs> uh, and she just, again, wanders off into the woods. All alone and miserable. All alone. And here comes a familiar face. Yep, it's Laurent, I guess is his name. I don't know, the dude with the dreads. Yeah, the other vampire from the first movie. Who was a good guy, quote unquote, in the first movie. He was a neutral character. Yeah, more neutral. Like he was saying, yeah, this, this, what's her name, Kimberly? Victoria. Victoria, sure. She's bad news. We can't really control her. And we don't really want any kind of beef. Yeah. Because... Really, the only reason why they said they don't want beef is because they were outnumbered. Right. Exactly. Because there's like 40 of the Cullens or something now. And now now (laughs) this guy shows up and finds Bella by herself. He's still tight with Victoria somehow. He's like a scout for Victoria at this point. Yes. So yeah, he's like, I'm going to eat you because I'm hungry and you smell good. I know Victoria is going to be mad at me mm-hmm. if I if I do kill you, but you should be thankful because she's going to like kill you slow. She'll I'll kill torture you, you. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't have the opportunity because wolves. Yeah. And we got this undertone that, oh yeah, there's a new monster out in the woods just killing people like crazy. Yeah. There's like missing hikers and shit. Yeah. And there's something we have to find. It's a bear. I saw it in the woods. It's a big bear. But it's not. It's wolves. Yeah. So the big puppies come by and wreck shop and kill this guy because that's what they do. Apparently they kill vampires. Yep. That's what they do. And then Jacob as a werewolf, like looks her in the eye Uh and like has this very like, what's up with this werewolf moment? (laughs) And again, Bella is reacting in a way I think is okay at this point because yeah you would be freaked out because right after this she goes back to her dad who is in charge of such things and says no i know what what these things are out in the woods i saw them they're fucking wolves they're huge Mm -hmm. and of course his buddy is a part of that tribe also knows that they're not just wolves. Right. But they don't share this information. No. Because Jacob comes and parkours into her second floor bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) And he says, do you ever have a secret? It's not yours to tell. It's such a big secret. Oh, I wish I could tell you. And again, melodramatic, awful dialogue. (laughs) And he's just like, and the the worst part is, you already know. Hmm. Emoting. You remember the story I told Come. you on the beach? Oh. Right. Yeah. No subtext whatsoever. Mm-mm. Also, come hug me while I'm super wet. But also, she's really stupid because she got fixated on the part about the vampires and she doesn't uh-huh. remember the important nugget of information he's trying to share with her. Right. So, of course, you would only remember the stuff about him. Mm-hmm. So I'm she- jealous and I don't know how to how to express that. Because she finally is smart enough to figure it out, she goes to confront Jacob and yeah. then they all turn into werewolves and 
front of her and you know they they use the line wolf's out of the bag <laughs> uh. trent wolf's out of the bag let's take her to emily's house and let's all talk about being werewolves <laughs> who's emily uh, she's Sam's fiance, Sam, who we just met Who's like 20 Sam? minutes ago. He's the head werewolf guy. He's the alpha. He's the alpha. And we have to do whatever he says. That's right. And she's his fiance and he done freaked out and clawed her face. Yeah. But yeah, they all show up and none of them have a shirt, but then somehow Jacob found a shirt on the, in, in that entire uh, fiasco. Yeah. He went he, back and got it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why. No yeah. one else bothered. The rest of the boys <laughs> just don't wear shirts. No, he had one at the beginning of the scene. So for continuity's sake, we needed him but to it's have a, a different, shirt. But it's a different shirt. Shut up. T- he was wearing up, a Trent. cutoff shirt before. Shut up, Trent. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie, Trent. <laughs> you said the word continuity. I'm just trying to help you. Uh, yeah, but we get a little more backstory here. He like pulls her aside and tells her only certain people in the tribe have this gene and... Uh, you know, we hunt werewolves. That's All we our do destiny. is hunt werewolves. And Victoria's been here and we keep chasing her as far as the Canadian border. But she, but she keeps, keeps coming, coming back, back and we and don't she, know why. And she says, well, the reason is me. Yep. Yep. And Bella decides while they're chasing her, like they have a sequence where she's there right. and, and there, the wolves are chasing her. Yeah, and the, there's the hunting party with her dad and the guy and they come, the, the vampire comes across the guy and... Makes him have a heart attack? Sure. Logic. Whatever. But yeah, I'm thinking that's just a story. They're chasing Victoria, and Bella decides she needs another thrill, so she's going to do cliff diving. She needs her fix. And of course, we have just seen Victoria jump into the water. Uh huh. And then Bella jumps into the water. Them's vampire-infested waters, Trent. (laughs) She really shouldn't be in there. And she's under the water, and there is Victoria, slow motion swimming towards her. And so she panics and does the thing Bella does because she's so clumsy and hits her head and passes out. She knocks herself the fuck out. She does. But then... But it works again. She sees Edward. He appears. there in the water, but then Jacob pulls her away from Edward. What? Jacob's the hero. Subtlety. And he's also 109 degrees and cuddle with me. Like, really? He's like, you know, it's really warm over here and in the car. 109 degrees over here, baby. She she gets all up on him. Uh Uh-huh. And then is still like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to be with you. It's like, oh my God, Bella, you are sending a lot of mixed signals here. (laughs) Like, you are two inches from that dude's face and using his incredibly warm and muscular body. (laughs) Again, using him. Just turn the heater on, goddammit. He has a mind, too. He's not just a body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he brings her back to her place, and he closes the door on her right as she's about to get out. And he says, oh, I smell a vampire. Yep. It's like, well, who, who, who could it be? Because well, there's the, no other vampires that we're aware of other than Victoria. and The Cullens have left. And the Cullens have left. But they see, hey, that's what's-his-name's Carlisle's car. car. Carlisle's yeah. car up front. Who could it be? So she goes in, and it's Alice. Do you think he should have a personalized license plate that just says Lyle? Because then it would be the Carlisle. 
sorry, I couldn't help myself. It's a really stupid name. Anyway, anyway Alice is there. Alice is there to make sure that she isn't dead. Because she sees visions, Trent. Yeah. And she saw her jumping off a cliff, but she never saw her get rescued. Yeah. Because apparently Jacob being around her throws off her visions. Right. Like, she can't see vam like she can't see werewolf people i guess or they interfere with the they mess up with the signal <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like an old rabbit ear antenna like <laughs> you just got to throw it on the floor it'll yeah. work just it'll it'll That's work That's Betsy's out. method when it comes to antennas. It is a flawless method and I defy you to Take tell me your I'm antenna, wrong. Throw it on the floor when it'll you're work tired, every time. When you're tired of adjusting it, get, just chuck it. It will work. <laughs> it will work. I would say about 85% of the time it works. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, Alice is there and they're just catching up like old friends, like old sisters. Mhm. And she's there to confirm that she isn't dead for one thing because she saw this and told Edward for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why would she tell him that? Because she's... Why wouldn't she just go there and confirm that and not tell anybody? I don't know. Plot anyway, reasons. <laughs> anyway, so Edward is like beside himself. With worry. With grief with and worry. worry. And Jacob just lets himself in because he's worried that she's in there with a vampire. Doesn't yep. know who it is. He can't protect I her just, here. I just want to make sure that you were safe. Yeah. I thought you said you couldn't protect me here. I guess I don't care about the rules. I got all these muscles. Look at them. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> and also, she says, why do you smell like wet dog? Yeah. And she has all these like quippy lines about... Um, put the dog out. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on. They're all little bitches it's to all each other. Just lazy. Yep. Lazy writing. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And anyway. and Bella is the glue that's like defending the vampires right. against Jacob's criticisms. Right. So basically, she says, uh, Alice goes away so that they can have their little moment in the kitchen. And he's right up on her. Their lips almost touch. They're like so close together. Right. And then the phone rings, the ultimate cock block. Mm-hmm. And it's Edward, but we don't know it's Edward. No. Because why would... Okay. Have you ever answered someone else's phone? Like in their home? In their home? house? They're, no. That's... Crossing a line. No, not unless they asked me to. Like, you know, if I was at my right. grandma's house and she's like doing dishes sure. and the phone rings. Sure. Could you get that? That's family though. That's different. That's family. Yeah. A random person in my home, if they grabbed my phone, I wouldn't be okay with that. <laughs> right. Or just let it go to the answering machine. Right. Because if you have a phone in your house, you have an answering a machine. Landline? A yeah, landline? Yeah, you definitely do. That's what I'm saying. In 2009, you definitely had one. Sure. But, of course, Jacob answers the phone. It's Edward. And the only response we hear, <laughs> he's not here. He's planning a funeral. Yep. Because he asks for Charlie, the dad. Yes. But we, Harry, his friend, has died. Right. So he's planning what? Harry's funeral, but he doesn't tell him that. Exactly. He... he conveniently omits that fact. Some what rather he said, important details. What he said was true, but yeah. And we cut back to where wherever Edward is, 
Now, it looked to me he like he was in Rio de Janeiro because in the background through his window, it looks like Christ the Redeemer up on the, his hill. Probably. In the, in the way background. I wasn't paying that much attention at this point because he just went, you know, full emo boy again and he yeah. crushed he his crushes phone. He crushes his phone in his hand. And he gets a crazy look on his in his eyes. Right. Where right there, he's not questioning the things. He's not going to go back there and confirm anything. No. He's not going to call another one of the schoolmates he had. No, this is the Romeo and Juliet strain of this right. movie. Where he's just like, I must go back and I must kill myself. She is dead. My love is dead. Yes, I must kill myself immediately. So the only way I know how to do that... I can't fact check this. (laughs) (laughs) The only way I know how to do that is to go to this authority in Italy and talk to the mob boss and and tell him, I need to whack myself. (laughs) I need to be dead. I need to get dead. And I need you to help me do that. Yeah. But then he does end up going there and they tell him, no, you're powers your abilities are too important for you to be dead yeah we couldn't possibly destroy something and whatever you did it's it's not it's not that bad no no so no. instead he decides i'm gonna break a cardinal rule and go out and reveal myself to this crowd of he's people gonna make a scene who just happens to be celebrating the end of the vampire occupation of italy or at least yeah. of this town a convenient festival yeah. for a convenient climax <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a climax, but whatever. I mean, it's it's the crux of the movie. Like this, it's like the last one where it's kind of like nothing, 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 nothing. Dramatic scene and nothing, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely, that's what the first movie was, and that's what yeah. this movie is too. Like we just need one dramatic scene. Yeah, we like this entire movie was just the flirtation between her and Jacob. Yep. That's this the, is a Jacob movie. This is very much a Jacob movie. And yes, we had to have the breakup in the beginning and we had to have the reunion at the very end. So, yeah, I mean, we, we get we get to the scene of them before the court, let's say. And we get some revelations here, but not well, really. First of all, she gets there in time. She's freaking out, but she gets there in time sure. and she saves the day. And she's like, "You, no, no, don't do it." And he's again, even, even if someone this is else the allergic- last time that we see each other, I just couldn't have you do this. I just, no. I needed to show you that I was alive. Someone else allergic to shirts. He takes his shirt off and he's gonna go sparkle for the people. <laughs> well, then again, they give him a robe later. And then they give him a robe. There's no nipples. We need to cover yeah. that up. And yeah, they they get. Stop him from killing himself or going and doing something stupid. Whatever. And then the court group, whatever they're called, the authority, the Voltari, they'd summon him back and her. They're not moving quickly enough. So another vampire is sent to get them. And it is Dakota Fanning, who I entirely forgot was in this movie. And this was a significant role for her because this was kind of in that phase where she wasn't a kid anymore, but she hadn't transitioned into like being a grown-up in movies. I'm I'm no longer a child star. I need real acting. So this was like a big thing for her to be in this movie. I guess. So yeah, she shows up and she's like, come on, fuckers, let's go. Pretty much. And then they all get in an elevator together and just ride down weirdly. Also, the elevator music is like Italian opera music. Yeah. Elevator full of vampires. 
And yeah, they go down there and there's Michael Sheen and there's that skinny dude who's in Harry Potter and some other dude who I've never seen before. And they start talking about this whole situation because she knows too much. Sure. And this guy, again, I don't know their fucking names. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The head dude, he has another ability Yeah. where he basically can do what Edward can do, but he has to be touching you to do it. So he can read every thought you've ever had, though. Yeah. But he has to touch you. And he knows all of Edward's shit, and he's holding his hand, Mm -hmm. and he knows that Edward can't hear Bella's thoughts. Yeah. So he says, that's interesting. Let's see if you're immune to me. Right. And so he holds her hand. Nothing. Yeah. He gets nothing. Right. And then... We have to try someone else's powers because let's just go around the room. Why go not? around the room, everyone. So, Show off your powers. So we have to demonstrate her powers first. That's right. And for some reason, she chooses to use her pain power. I don't really know what the hell her power is. It's pain. She can. It's inflict, just pain. She can inflict pain. That's it. And that's the th- with a look. But of course, because we, the viewer, don't know that. The first time she literally has to look at him and say the word pain. Right. So that we understand what her power is. That's my question. Because she doesn't do it the second time. I was just going to say, does does she have any other abilities other than, I'm going to make you feel pain now, haha. No. It's no. just that. I genuinely think that is her power. That's fucking stupid. Because <laughs> it works on Edward, but it doesn't work on Bella. Fine, Cause fine. Because Bella's a mystical creature, apparently. Fine. And again, we don't know what Bella is or why she's significant. Right, this, they, they, we're getting little pieces. They keep referring to her as some kind of special being. Yeah. And that's why I keep going back to she's a fucking fairy. <laughs> and I've seen True Blood. I know how this plays it's out. It's the same goddamn story where everybody else can't seem to control themselves around her because she smells so good. Is this just... Is there only one vampire movie, one vampire book, and everybody just rips it off? Everybody just just cribs off of everybody else. <laughs> That's what it is. Kind of seems that way. So yeah, we get like a fight scene. They all kind of scuffle, and they decide that um, oh, they've got Edward in like a death grip, and she screams, "No, sure, kill me instead!" Kill me instead. So they basically say. Well, you know, it would be a lot easier to deal with this situation if I knew you intended to turn her into one of us. Sure. And Alice screams, she will be one of us. I've seen it. I've seen it. I do it myself. Yeah, so she goes over and touches on Alice to see her vision. Yep. And sure enough, they're running through the woods in a white outfit for some reason. And she's got the eye color, the same as Edward. Right. And so, yeah, we have this vision that... Oh, Bella is going to be a vampire. Right. And they all go home with this knowledge. And she keeps saying, you know, the guy said I was going to be a vampire. We're going to be a vampire. We should probably make some plans on how to make me a vampire. Because <laughs> as I said, she won't shut up about this one thing. She is very single-minded. She's yeah. an obstinate teenager. And she yeah. has made up her mind. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, but I want you to do it. Edward, I want it to be you. I want it to be you. Mm-hmm. And in the final scene of the movie, he says, I'll do it on one condition. Marry me. What? And she just goes, and that's the end of the movie. And then credits. That's the end of the movie, Trent. 
There's music swelling. He says, uh-huh. I'll do it on one condition. Uh-huh. The music stops. Uh-huh. He says, marry me in silence. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she goes, <gasps> end of movie. Roll credits. Masterpiece. <laughs> I believe, I believe at this point in the movie, you went, what the fuck? <laughs> That's true. Or something to that effect. You're like, is that the fucking end of this movie? It was. It was the end because of Because of course it is. Because of course it is. What's she going to say, Trent? What's she going to do? She's 18. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. That's right. She's going to wait till after graduation, though, to make it oh, easier yeah. for Charlie. Oh, Why yeah. does she interchangeably call him Charlie and Dad? Because he's a stranger. I don't get it. It's weird. Or like she calls him Dad to make him feel better about the situation, but sure. never calls him Dad and everybody else, everybody else calls him Charlie too. Yeah. He doesn't like nobody says your dad, your father. Yeah. It's always Charlie. And Charlie's there for when Charlie's she's sake. Talking to somebody else about him, she always calls him Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's weird. because he's kind of a stranger. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of backstory here that we have not been given as the viewer that exists in the books. Like, there's probably Maybe. a simple two paragraphs. That explain why she calls him Charlie. Yeah. And why she doesn't cry. Uh, like, those are things in character development that you can get on the written word, with the written word, that is hard to convey in a few moments on film. Or maybe they just interpret, they don't actually say the word cry in the book, so we can't actually have her cry. I guess. Who knows? I'm never reading this know. garbage. <laughs> I don't fucking know, and I don't really care. But, yeah, that's the movie. Betsy, we skipped over a few things here that I wanted to bring up. That must be talked about. That must be talked about. So we, we just kind of went through all the beats. I know this this episode is getting long, but there's just so much to talk about that is just mind-boggling. So at the very beginning, when they're doing their little breakup, she has this line where she says, If this is about my soul, take it. I don't want it. She said that. She said that in such... An immature way. Because she's not very mature, Trent. It's such... She thinks she's mature. Bullshit. But she's 18. She needs to grow up some more. If this is about my soul, take it. I don't want it. Okay. It's like a kid throwing a tantrum. Yes, she does that. A lot. Uh, One of the things I didn't mention... uh, like I said, they kind of expand more on people's abilities. They, it's sort of a throwaway line, but they mention what Jasper can do. Yeah. And he can control people's moods. Yeah. He does it when uh, Alice is giving her a present for her birthday at school. And he just makes her more accepting of the gift, I, I guess. guess. Because all she's getting is an outfit or a piece of clothing or something. It's like a dress. Yeah. Something, yeah. Alice gives her a dress and says, come to the party. Wee! Does she actually wear a dress in the entire two movies we've watched this? She was, yes. Yeah, she was and wearing. for the prom, yeah. She wore a dress for prom and she was wearing a dress for that party. Okay. So it's pretty rare, but she does occasionally wear a dress. Okay. Dresses do not really seem all that uh, uh, called for in the Pacific Northwest. Well, it's also not her style because, you know, she's certainly not her style. She's like a I truck around in this beat up old pickup and I hike through the woods and I don't need 
I don't need girly no. things. I don't like shopping. And but you know what? I'm no, an intellectual. Nobody does that. Nobody wears stuff like that in this in these movies. You know what else nobody did in this movie? Once again, nobody goes to class. <laughs> There Except is at no the beginning. Class. Well, there's one class. They watch a movie. They're watching a movie in class. The one time you show up for class, you watch a hey, movie. When we read Romeo and Juliet, we watched Romeo plus Juliet. Fair enough. The 1997 classic? Somewhere around there. The Leonardo DiCaprio. Claire Danes. And Claire Danes tour de force. Boz Lerman <laughs> interpretation. Yes. It's good. Yeah, it ain't bad. A couple other random things. Uh, I hate Jacob's friends' names. Okay. Quill. Yep. And Embry. Yeah. That is a young adult novel name if I've ever heard one. (laughs) Yeah. That is all I have to say about that. Uh, One of the... Uh, other things you and I both appreciated were the movies. They have like a... Oh, yeah. Uh, when Bella decides to finally be friends with her friends again, the guy who clearly likes her tried to ask her on a date and she turned in, it into a group hang. In, in the most like awkward way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And she... like frankly she handled it as gracefully as one could without making it weird sure instead of saying no say oh yes we can go to the movie we the group we all of us even though you're speaking directly with me and looking me in the eyes we as the the collective movie everyone yeah the collective invitation anyway so yeah he says oh there's this movie called Love spelled backwards is love or some something, something like that. Something terrible like that. Yeah. And then she says, we should go to Face Punch. Face Punch. You know, Face Punch. I would see a movie called Face Punch. I absolutely would watch a movie called Face Punch. <laughs> if they were ballsy enough to call a movie Face Punch. Trent, they made a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> you And Machete. <laughs> yes. You think they couldn't make a movie Called Face Punch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. They made a movie, multiple movies, called Kick-Ass. Yeah. I I think in our and lifetime... shoot them up. I think in our lifetime, we could be graced with a Face Punch film. God, I hope I so. I hope we are. I hope so. I hope we could only be so lucky. <laughs> and have dialogue that great. Yes. Because we were treated to some of the dialogue from that movie. We didn't movie. get to see the movie, yep. but we heard the dialogue, and it's awful. And I, I love it. I love, love, you and I both agree on this. We love fake movies in movies. It's so great. The the effort that goes into them uh-huh. or the lack of effort that goes into them. <laughs> like this is clearly, this was the best writing in the movie yeah. because it's supposed to be awful. <laughs> yes. It's this, genuine. It is genuine. This dialogue they nailed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dialogue, uh, when Alice shows up, and they're they're talking on the couch. Uh, I believe the quote was Alice speaking to Bella. I have never met anyone more prone to life-threatening idiocy. But because yeah. this is a kind of a girly girl, she's like, yeah. I've never met anyone so prone to life-threatening idiocy. Like uh-huh. it's just really like no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Just no. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is true. It is. Bella dumb. She real dumb. But dumb as she is, Betsy, there's still going to be three more movies. Hell yeah. Where she is going to encounter many challenges. 
Will they get married? Will she be a vampire? There's so many questions that came up in this movie. I think that's where we're going to have to end this one, Betsy. I know there's many more things we could just oh, keep on going about. there's so much we could talk about these movies. They are, they are ripe for the plucking, but... <laughs> yeah, we've got three <laughs> we gotta more... Stop we've got three more episodes we need to, to save our energy for. Uh, and again, they're coming fast and furious here. Oh, wait. We did that too, but Shit. this is not that. <laughs> uh, no, we are going to continue on with our marathon. There's no stopping us. You're not going to stop us. You can't stop us. You won't stop us. Yes. But in the meantime, we have an email. Boy, did we get an email, Betsy. Oh, yes. From our returning champion, <laughs> Stephanie. Superfan Stephanie. Superfan Stephanie. Talking about the first Twilight. Great Thank- timing. Yes. Oh, boy, Betsy. All right. From Stephanie. When I was in college, my roommate was obsessed with these books. I was super skeptical, but I gave in and read the first one. Then I got super sucked in and I read them all. They're delightful teen soapy trash. I have seen all of the movies, but they're all bad. This first one is too gray for my taste visually, and the facial expressions crack me up. (laughs) Edward looks like he's about to have diarrhea every time he gets close to Bella. (laughs) I feel like the director told him to look uncomfortable, and the most uncomfortable thing he could think of was crapping his pants. (laughs) I mean, we keep saying they're young actors, you gotta draw from somewhere. It's true. It's true. But, you know, you're not wrong. He, Th- do- yeah. he does look like that. And he's supposed to because he's so drawn and like to he's, her. And he's like embarrassed because he's always looking down. Like his eyes are always looking down. Even in this movie, he was doing the same thing. Like he's just ashamed of what he is. It's it's pure, unadulterated self-loathing. It really is. <laughs> and you know what? Who, who, who really hates themselves? Someone who shit their pants. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Uh, The dialogue is bad. Like, really bad. Some of it is probably from the books, but some of that teen angst is just way more cringy when you say it out loud. Agreed. I agree that the dialogue and lack of sex just dries up my lady bits. (laughs) Maybe if I was a horny teen, I would be all in. But as an adult with access to proper smut that I have seen, read, and written sexier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as if this was written for a very young audience. Yeah, you can only go so far, which is why Fifty Shades of Grey exists. It just goes full bore. Yeah. Yeah. They are unashamed of the kink. This one is like, we can't be too kinky. There's it's no, for tweens. That's the thing. There's no kink whatsoever. No, there's like, not even tongue. Fucking Jacob we is... We get no tongue. No, Jacob is in her room just like like wet from the rain or sweat or whatever the fuck. Jack to hell. Just glistening. Yeah. And... And you don't want to get up on that? He Doesn't <laughs> she like almost like push him away and punch him? She like touches his abs. Yeah, she like... She's, but she does it with her fist. It's weird. It's like, weird. Like, stop coming she's towards like me. pushing him away. I want to touch you. <laughs> right. I don't know. That was just a weird scene. It was very weird. Anyway, <laughs> back to Stephanie. 
Aside from this movie being poorly written, directed, and acted, the central relationship is very unhealthy. I mean, stalking, obsession, no boundaries, and an inappropriate age gap. All true. Overall, I'm so glad you are watching these crap movies. Love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. I too am having just the time of my life <laughs> watching whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> Man. I'm I'm maybe this is why I've just never watched these again. Like I have very little recollection of these movies. Yeah. Because they're just you didn't get there, anything out of no, them. No, there's nothing to latch on to and remember. Yeah, what we're getting out of it is this right here there at you go. this table. We will remember forever now because it has been recorded for posterity. Yeah, we can go and re-listen to these. By the way, did you know that? It's true. We can. <laughs> you too can be like Stephanie and share your thoughts about Twilight. Or any other movie we have covered. Please share your thoughts about Twilight. Especially about Twilight, guys. If I they're all have, the gems that that one was. I want to have a stack of emails at the end of this fucking show. All of these. I, we're going to read an email every week as long as we get one. But yeah, I want to have a stack of emails and talk about this shit. Because there's got to be some thoughts out there. If you like this trash, good on you. I'm glad you can enjoy terrible things. But I want to hear from you. Email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter where Betsy will post some things. Stuff. Things and stuff. And things. Stuff and things. Never seen it underscore pod. You can also support us by clicking the link in the podcast description. Send us a dollar through there, however many dollars you want. You could send no dollars and just send us a nice note. That's cool too. If you can't do that, what we ask is that you just share us with your friends. Tell all your friends that we're covering the Twilight movies. Send them just the link to the episode. You can figure it out from there. Rate us, like us, all the things that you do online. All that shit, y'all. And that's it for this one, guys. We have had plenty to say about New Moon, and I can only suspect it's gonna get worse. <laughs> I can't, I, mm. It can't get any better. <laughs> But you know what? It can. It can. And I'm hoping it does. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. We'll be back with the next installment of the Twilight Saga Eclipse next time. is next. Is that the next one? Yes. Lord Almighty. <laughs> I have been Betsy. And I'm always Trent. And this has been Never Seen It. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.